The surface of the overworld is dotted with little villages covering the landscape. These villages are populated by a people called the villagers. They are washed over by towering iron golems. Now the villagers have some professions. Some are farmers, some are butchers, blacksmiths, fishermen, and librarians. Some don't have jobs and walk around. And then there are the nitwits, the green-robed fellows that don't have anything to do and laze around all day. And then there are the wandering traders, who traverse the landscape for days and nights, trying to find a place where they fit in, in search of a home. Do wandering traders have a connection to the villages, or is it simply a coincidence? Let's try and find out in this episode of the Ender Library Podcast. Hello everybody, and welcome to the last episode of Season 1 of the Ender Library Podcast. I would like to thank all of you so much for all of the support that you have shown to me over the past couple of months since the start of this podcast. The community has grown so much, and I have reached almost 1,500 listens in this short amount of time. So thank you so much for all of that that you have shown to me. Now, I am going to say this, I'm not going to worry forever, I am going to take a decent sized break just to rest up, come up with new ideas, and hopefully new episodes will start coming out next year or closer to the end of January. So keep your eyes, keep your eyes peeled on the shelves where I'll be releasing new episodes at the end of January. And I will be putting out announcements and updates on my Discord server as well from time to time. And talking about the Discord server, I will, there will be something coming up onto it real soon that might be incorporated into an upcoming season. But enough of that, I'll talk about that on the Discord and might post an announcement sometime over my resting period. But again, thank you so much for all the support. Keep sending in your ideas and theories and all your support. My email address will be in the show notes below, as well as the Discord invite link and the links to all the Minecraft Wiki articles as to the topic to, about which I will be talking about today. But without further ado, Let's go into the listener discussion segment. Welcome to the listener discussion segment, where I shall be reading listeners' emails, reviews, Discord comments, Discord messages, and whatever else I may come upon. And specifically today, we're going to be talking about an email from Peter. So let me read it out for you. Hello, sorry, but I do not have Discord, so hope that is okay for me to say a theory through email. That's perfectly fine, Peter, as I'm reading it out right now. I have a theory about the wandering traders. I believe there were villagers who could not get a job because they were not good at any. Therefore, they were made nitwits and had to wear a green robe. However, they did not like this, so they left the villages and collected random items to sell for emeralds. They keep wandering until they find a village where they fit in and get a job. I think this is quite basic, but also plausible. Thanks, Peter. Well, thank you so much, Peter, for uh, that email. And as I replied to it, it is a very interesting theory. And like I said, it is simple, but it is very effective. And there are various elements to it that may be tweaked a little bit, but I do think that this theory could very well fit into the world of Minecraft. And how exactly does it fit in? Well, I'm going to talk about some things that exist in real life, such as the caste system, 
but we'll also talk about the various little aspects about the nitwits and wandering traders themselves, as well as a little bit of story elements and simple theories that I came up with myself as well. Now, before we get into the main discussion, of course, we have to figure out how Kirith finds out about this. So let's go back to the Ender Library in the end and see what Kirithil is up to. Kirithil closed the book and got up from his seat, stretching real long and hard after sitting so long and reading about the Minecraft plagues. It was an interesting thought that took some time to process for him, that there were like three strange diseases in the world that he never thought about. But yeah, enough of that. His legs were getting sore, and he needed to take a walk, or else he would not be able to get up in the chair. So he got up and headed towards the main entrance of the Ender Library down the hall. Suddenly, as he was about to exit the aisle, he suddenly saw, believe it or not, he saw a coat hanger. And this surprised him because he never usually saw one. Most of your friends kept their clothes, or as they would call it, armor, they usually just shoved it in some random chest and then complained about it being lost or something like that. But this was a coat hanger, like an armor stand to him. And on it were two pieces of clothing. One was a green vest. This wasn't a shocking green like cactus, but more of a muted color, like a swamp grass or swamp tree type of color. Almost like swamp water, which he did not really enjoy. The second one was a blue hooded robe with small colored stripes on the cor on the edges of it and on the sleeves. This one was more prettier. And when he couldn't really place it where he saw them, he knew he had seen them before. When he thought about it harder, he realized he had seen them in the overworld. In fact, he could swear that that blue robe looked like it belonged on a wandering trader. This gave him a laugh, because wandering traders would frequent his and his friends' houses every couple of days. And this would frustrate his friends, because the wandering trader always came around with these strange items with him, but he never wanted, he never offered good prices for it, or had good items. It was always either too high prices or not valuable items, or even a combination of both. And he didn't really enjoy that. And so, they would either chase the wandering trader away, or kill him. He always felt a bit bad for those fellows, though. And then the green vest realized was belonged to a nitwit. And the nitwits were like the villager fools. They were hilarious, but they're also kind of annoying to him nowadays, because whenever he needed to find a blacksmith to get something, and he could never find one. Maybe he was away somewhere hiding, or just wasn't around the village at the time, but he would always run into a group of two or three nitwits laughing whenever he would ask them for as he would ask them where the blacksmith was where he could find something if you could have them trade with him they would just grunt and nod their heads saying no they can't do it and then they would laze around and they even woke up late and this bothered him a lot as he won't like to get up early as the sun rose to get things done anyways though and then he was about to walk away and he, but he brushed by the blue robe to feel the wool and all of a sudden a piece of paper fell out of the pocket of the wandering trader's robe. He picked it up. It wasn't a pot. It wasn't a piece of paper. It was more like a pamphlet. And the cover said, 
a new life with a green robe child. It was a bit of a strange title, he thought, but when he looked when he opened the pamphlet, he saw that it was a job offer for none other than nitwits. A job offer for nitwits. Intrigued, he leaned up against the brown against the birch column and began to read. And in his interest, he did not hear a very quiet sound of a firework bursting off in the distance, as if somebody else was using an elytra. Nor did he hear the quiet sound of an ender-pearl teleport. He didn't even hear the footsteps that sounded to be just a couple of aisles over. He was too intrigued in what he was reading. But something like this was for sure. Somebody else had entered the library. Right, now that we're done with the story segment, let's get into today's main discussion. Now, today's main discussion will be a bit shorter, but nevertheless, I do hope that it provides more information or makes some things clear to you. And in case you haven't figured out already, today's discussion will be about how are nitwits and wandering traders connected to each other? As Peter proposed earlier, he says that, nitwit, that wandering traders are actually nitwits who weren't allowed to get a job and instead set out to explore something. That I think ha, that I think is the perfect basis for a theory. And I'm going to expand on that original email and see if I can cover as many to, as many I guess. I don't know for a word for it, but I'm going to try and cover as much as I can in this to make this theory seem logical or correct in some way. First, let us talk about the Nitwit. Now, as it says here in the Minecraft wiki, Nitwit villagers wear robes that are green on top. They cannot acquire a profession, trade, or gather on bells, but are still able to breed. They're not equipped with level stones since they cannot trade, Pressing use on a Nitwit in Java Edition causes it to grunt and shake its head at the player. And also, if they claim a bed, they arise in the morning at 20,000 ticks after the rest of the village wakes up. Nitwit must be born or spawned. No villager changed to Nitwit from an unemployed or a profession, and vice versa. And also, in Bedrock Edition, every baby villager has a 10% chance to become a Nitwit when they become an adult. Now, this part already here is pretty interesting. How it talks about that netwits cannot get trade no matter what. They cannot acquire professions. But what is also interesting is that they cannot gather around villager bells, which is where all villagers and also wandering traders would gather around. And also interesting how there is a 10% chance of a baby villager to become a netwit in Bedrock Edition, and also, I do remember reading somewhere, I don't think I can find the article or the specific paragraph where it was said, but it said that if you breed two nitwit villagers, they will produce a nitwit baby villager. It will be a nitwit come from nitwit parents, and I will talk about that at a later time. However, now, let's quickly talk about the wandering trader as well. Now, also from the Minecraft wiki, Wandering traders are a type of villager that spawn randomly close to players in both editions or periodically in village gathering sites in Bedrock Edition. Wandering traders also spawn near bells. 
And of course, two trader llamas spawn leash to the wandering trader. One wandering trader is either naturally spawned, summoned, or spawned using a spawn egg in bedrock edition. Pretty simple as that. And we and if we have ever played Minecraft, we all know what they're like, and they're usually a bit annoying. Now, back to discussing how they are connected. There are a couple differences that you might think. First of all, let's talk about their appearances. Nitwits, doesn't matter in which area, the top part of their robes or outfits will be the same green, almost like swamp water. And that, show, that is a sign that shows that they are nitwits and they cannot trade and they will not trade with you. That's the first part. While wandering traders are dressed in a fashionable blue robe with yellow and red fringes and a hood as well. And of course, they have two llamas. Those are the individual appearances. And then, of course, probably the biggest one is that they can trade, while nitwits cannot. That's, those are the biggest differences. So how in the world can we connect these two? Well, here's how it, here's, first, actually, let's address the situation that's going on in villages. So, according to the Minecraft wikis, there are three types of villagers, really. And we're not going to talk about witch and illager variants. We're not going to talk about those. So the three that I consider to be the three types of villagers are villagers with a profession. So these could be farmers, blacksmiths, butchers, fishermen, those have fletchers, all of those guys. Second are the normal villagers who don't have a profession. So just the plain brown robe villagers who can claim a profession if they come to a job block, such as a lectern, I believe a composter, and I also think like a blasting furnace, as an example. And then there are the nitwits. Nitwits cannot and are not able to get a job or trade. But what stuck out to me is that they're not able to gather around bells. And I think that villagers consider nitwits as outcasts or lower than them because they don't have jobs or can't get jobs, or maybe because they're not allowed to get jobs. There is a big theory out there in the world of Minecraft that illagers, the gray-headed enemy ones, if you are confused, are were once a, once a long time ago villagers, but because of the experiments done by the evokers, they were chased out of the villages and sent into exile. I think a similar thing is happening here, except the nitwits are being looked down upon and are cast out of the normal, the top tier of society. And I feel like, and also remember that nitwits, if you have a pair of nitwits and they breed together, they'll produce only a nitwit baby. So what I think is happening here is that there is a caste system. Now reading from vocabulary.com, a caste system is a class structure that is determined by birth. Loosely, it means that in some societies, the opportunities you have access to depend on the family you happen to be born into. And I think this is exactly what is happening to nitwits. Nitwits, if we are going by the breeding thing, nitwits are born from a family of nitwits. They are already at a disadvantage. They are not allowed to look for a job. So they can't become a fisherman if they love fish. If they want to help somebody, they can't become a farmer. They can't do that. They can't have jobs. Second of all, even if they didn't have jobs, they're not allowed to trade at all. That's another thing. And third, they're not allowed to gather with the rest of the villagers at the bell, the bell is rung, or just in general. They're outcasts from the big mage community. 
They have to be separate from this. That's third. And fourth, because they're nitwits, they have to wear these strange, these, these green robes that show them out as that they're separate, they're not unique, but you have to make sure that they are there, that's who they are. And they can't get rid of them. The only things that they have access to is the basic necessities in the village. The food, the beds, and the protection of the iron golems. That's all that they have. And this is where I think Peter's theory comes in extremely interestingly. What if nitwits left and became wandering traders? What are some things that can back them up? Well, here are a couple things. Brown dye, at least from I'm aware of, is not the easiest to get in the world of Minecraft. There are plenty of easier dyes. It may be red, blue, white, orange, yellow, but brown is slightly on the trickier side. And, or it's either that, or I think brown symbolizes to the villagers the hard work that they're doing. While nitwits are lazy, I mean, they wake up after everybody else in the village woke up. So that would show how lazy they are. And so that shows that villagers are hardworking. So I feel like maybe the nitwits feel like they can't take the color brown. So instead, they go and try and find some vibrant colors. They go for blue, red, and orange-yellow color. And this works. And then they also wear hoods to, protect, to cover their bald heads, which I'm not, this is not, well, no. Hmm. No, they cover, the, I would say that they probably wear their hoods to try and stand out as well from the villagers. While villagers keep their heads up, these guys keep their hoods up and cover their heads, give them some like a mystic appearance. And also they have two llamas to carry their goods. That's another thing. Next. A thing that I also found extremely interesting to notice is the trades that they offer. And I'm reading here from the trading section. It, yeah, from the wandering trader section in the trading article from the Minecraft wiki. Now, these are some of the things that... This is just a list of things that the wandering trader will offer trades for. And I'm not going to read the entire list. I'm just going to read some random things. But also... Let's see... Uh, what was I going to say? Well, yeah, this is also the 1.18 version of it as well. So hopefully this makes sense. So for one emerald, they may offer ferns, vines, pumpkin seeds, wheat seeds, red, orange, pink, white tulips, dandelions, red, yellow, orange, lime dye, cocoa beans, brown mushrooms, red mushrooms, Sugarcane, sand, lily pads, dripstone, dirt, drip leaf, and pumpkins. For two emeralds, they might offer some sea pickles, glowstone. Three emeralds, they might offer you some cactus or coral blocks. For, for four emeralds, they'll offer you slime balls. And for five, they'll offer you nautilus shells and saplings. So yeah, kind of like that. And also, while I was just reading this, I also just noticed that they don't sell brown dye, which I found interesting. They sell cocoa beans, but the, which can, I believe can be used to get brown dye from, but not brown dye itself, which is I think is extremely interesting that even in this state, they'd rather not sell a brown dye that signifies the life of a hard-working villager. Very interesting. Now, most of these trades will most likely not make sense, or you might not likely want them. Like, who would want poppies 
for an emerald each, or some seeds when you can just farm them or go to the nearest flower valley. Or dye, same thing, go to the nearest flower valley or to your farm. Or sand, just go to the nearest beach or desert, and you got tons of it. Kelp, it can be used like as a small snack or as f burning fuel, but you can go to the nearest beach and try and get some. Coral, maybe it's like a decoration. And saplings, go to the nearest forest and you'll have plenty of them. And nautilus shells, if you're going to plan to make a conduit. And, yeah, it's always not the best, and always in our age, we try and kill him. And most likely we do, and we try and keep the llamas as pets. However, there are a couple things in here that I would like to point out that signify that these nitwits who did travel out of these villages, maybe, have traveled all over the world, or at least all over the Minecraft or uh, across the overworld surface, and have gathered a decent amount of things. And if they're not exactly the best at trading, they're the best at bringing in little souvenirs from all over the surface. And actually, no, below the surface too. So if you'll go on to the article that I'll have in the show notes below, linked in the show notes below, the section that you see with all the flowers, I believe that most of these, most, if not all of these flowers can be found in flower valleys. And I would think that the only, that he, this, that the wandering trader had in fact went to a flower valley and gathered some of these as souvenirs. They're hard work for him. The wheat, beetroot, pumpkin, and melon seeds he probably just gathered on his walking around there. The dye he cultivated, he, he extracted it from the flowers that he got and he made it. So in a way, he's also an artist. I mean, he also probably created his own robe, too. With the mushrooms, he probably visited either a mushroom island where he survived, or maybe he was in a um, dark oak forest. Now, sugarcane and sand, he probably visited a beach or just maybe like a pond. Then the pointed dripstone, and a thing also rooted dirt and moss, blocks, moss blocks, as well as drip leaves, it looks like he might have visited, probably, lush caves and dripstone caves. So this guy actually went around and went underground to try and find new things to bring around with him to trade with, with other people. In three emeralds, we have the kelp and the coral blocks, as well as nautilus shells. So somehow, the wandering trailer actually went out into the ocean... And we don't know if he used the boat. We know that they can't craft, probably. So he probably, maybe he even just swam down to harvest this coral block and kelp. And, he, and maybe even he fought drowned to try and collect these Nautilus shells. All that is pretty interesting. The Wandering Trade has been going on multiple adventures to try and find all of these things. However, the one last thing that I think pops out of this entire items list is glowstone from what i'm aware of you can't glow can't get glow i think you can get glowstone from some trades or from the witch i think it's from the trades but do we know that they nitwits can't trade that's one thing so the wandering trader somehow was able to visit the nether and harvest glowstone and well, come on, and I guess we have to give the wandering trader some credit. He really went out there to try and get his life as a villager or come close to becoming a villager and getting all these things done. He wants to trade, he wants to get items and trade them for emeralds. And of course, but however, here is a kind of a little sad thing. Because nitwits weren't taught how to trade 
or how to get jobs. He doesn't know how to do it well. He, like, for example, he will only trade emeralds for items. He will not lower items. He will not, quote-unquote, haggle prizes or lower them. He will max out, and he will not reload those trades after, like, a couple minutes or something like that. So once they're locked, they're locked. The prices always seem ridiculous at some times, and you're not going to always get them. The prices seem ridiculous. So I feel like that's another thing here. The Wandering Trader is a nitwit, or was a nitwit, because he doesn't know how to trade well. He doesn't know how to properly run a good business of sorts. He doesn't know which items are the best for us or items that we want. Because when looking at this entire list, personally, I would probably, the only things that I might think about getting might be Nautilus shells, maybe glowstone. For, no, I wouldn't even probably bother with glowstone, so I can just go to the nether. So probably maybe just Nautilus shells, maybe the coral blocks, and maybe some dye at best. So as you can see, he doesn't really know how to do it well. But however, he does do it. That is what I think is kind of interesting. Now, I also think that there is a possibility that wandering traders might be cursed. However, I don't think it's more of a curse. I feel it's like a sad feeling of them being outcasts. Since they were since they were outcasts in their own villages, when they went out, they have a feeling that they cannot truly stay in a single place. They always keep moving around. For example, on the Wandering Trader wiki article page, it says here, after the after 40-60 minutes, after the time expires, the Wandering Trader despawns. Even if the Wandering Trader is named with a name tag or put in a vehicle such as a minecart or a boat, a Wandering Trader despawns sooner if all trades have been locked. And that's what I think happens to the, what is kind of like a remnant of their nitwit, I guess, not really ideals, but principles that they were taught by. They're outcasts of the society, and they can't truly stay in the place, and can never be truly apart. And that's a bit sad. They might come to our house at one point, but after two or three days, they continue moving on, trying to find a place where they'll fit in, and they just can't. Another thing to see that points at them being adventurers is that they, when, that they can also drop potions of invisibility, and they also have milk. And it says here in the behavior section that wandering traders drink a potion of invisibility during dusk, and they drink milk at dawn to remove the invisibility effect. And they also like to avoid zombies and variants, all illager variants and vexes, staying at least eight blocks away. And that is kind of interesting as well, that... It points to them being more adventurers, but also shows that they have more experience in living out there in the wild. That, I think, is probably interesting as well. However, there are a couple happy things about these nitwits becoming wandering traders. They can now gather around bells. And I don't think that villagers recognize them as, as the nitwits who were once there. And if they were the nitwits, they don't see them as nitwits anymore, but they see them as these strange, otherworldly villagers of a sort, or like these strange, fancy villagers. They're, wear they're not wearing the brown, they're wearing the blue, the yellow, the orange. They're wearing all of these nice colors to show who they really are. And so they accept them of sorts by the bell. 
that's what I think the happy part is. I don't think they, they can be true proof as to the fact that nitwits and wandering traders are truly one and the same. However, if you look at all the various things, you can see all the connections. And if we can see that there is possibly enough proof in the game of nitwits possibly just leaving villages at times, or just like walking out of villagers, walking out of villages, and then a wandering trader comes back in a couple of days, that could be probably some proof that, in fact, nitwits and wandering traders are connected and can be the same people. But as of now, wandering trade the connection between wandering traders and nitwits is just a coincidence or a thought or something like that. But then again, maybe nitwits are finding new lives and better lives as wandering traders. Well, that brings us to the end of the final episode of Season 1 of the Ender Library Podcast. I thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of this episode, even though it was a little bit short. Peter, if you're all listening to this episode, I hope that my theory somewhat answers your question or maybe expands on your theory. I hope that it does, and if it didn't, I'm sorry, I did try my best. As always, all of the links to the articles and the definition will be in the show notes below, as well as an invite to my Discord server, and also my email address if you want to send me your theories, contradictions, actual Minecraft theories you want me to discuss, your own theories of course, suggestions for the show, or just you want to reach out, it'll be enderlibraryhost at gmail.com, and the email address will be also in the show notes below. And as always, thank you so much everybody for all the support. All of you, if you're listening to it, happy holidays. I hope that your winter will go well. And I'll be putting out, hopefully, the next episode somewhere around closer to the end of January. There will be a, a couple things happening on the Discord server. And now I'll properly update those things somewhere around in the middle of January. And the full announcements will be out for the rest of you guys who are not on the Discord server around the same time as the episode comes out. But anyways, keep your eyes on the shelves, keep reading the chapters, keep turning pages, and I will see you then.